Yo, 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 what up? What it do, everybody? Today is uh, Saturday, the August 14th, 2019, and we're out here. <clears throat> I know the other episode I posted like Monday or Tuesday, and this one is right away. I haven't done much since then. Um, been in my house remodeling and shit. I guess I'll talk about that. Um, I had some issues with the toilet bowl. Toilet bowls in the bathrooms that were leaking caused a lot of damage. Um, we've had damage in the past. Well, let me rewind it. A long a while ago, the house I live in, the roof was remodeled or redone, and the roofers never fixed it right. And I've had nothing but problems with the damn roof ever since. I mean, leaks in one side, leaks in another, leaks over here, leaks over there. So anyways, about two years ago, maybe three years ago, we finally had had it. Finally had enough of the fucking roof. I, uh, I finally paid the guy to go and, like, fix a piece of the roof that was missing fix, uh, you know, all kinds of other things were a little bit of issues, and then, then I was like, you know what, can you go ahead and just nail up the rest of the roof, I just need nails, because I can't afford another patch to come flying off, you know, the high winds that we got, like, can't afford it, so, we did that, now, the damage had already been done in the inside, and I had noticed that on one side of the wall, there was damage to from the rain. I felt that with my hand. Like, you could push the wall in, and it was, like, so soft. Well, anyways, behind the toilets, on the same part of the house where, um, where this wall was, you know, fucked up, behind the toilets, it's a connect, they, they connect to this thing called... Uh, what is it? It's not a sunlight. What is it called? It's got a specific name. Uh, it lets sunlight into the house. Um, damn, I don't even know the name of it. It's a... It's got a certain name, but it, it's a little hole on the top of your roof where the sun goes in so that we have some natural light. Well, that shit is connected to this wall that was fucked up and connected to the bathroom a little bit. Um, I don't know what that fucking thing's called off the top of my head. I keep thinking it's the sun... Uh, the sunroof? No. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so on the other behind the toilet, uh, it damaged as well. What I didn't notice was, because I didn't put my hand there, that it fucked up a little bit of the plumbing and it fucked up the board down there and some of the two by fours. I mean, it just fucked up a lot of shit. Just that's how it is. Now, flash forward to this week. I've been at it now for like three days um, doing this shit because fucking uh, instead of paying somebody thousands of dollars. I'm just going to tackle it myself. Taking out the toilets, 
not that big of a deal, but it is uh, definitely, it's meticulous. It's a lot of meticulous work, getting things cut right, getting the little tool, getting the paint, getting this, getting that, getting the all-purpose putty, getting grout remover, uh, getting um, texture cans, getting texture, getting drywall, getting a piece of two-by-fours, getting some... You know, I had to buy a, a oscillator. I had to get a, uh, had to shut the water out to the house. I mean, there's a lot. It's not as simple as repairing the toilet bowl and just fixing the drywall. No, I had to repair a lot of stuff, dry up the floor, made it a big mess. And then on top of all that, then we decided, I decided, you know what, if we're going to, like, this is almost a full remodel. I might as well paint the walls and do all kinds of stuff. So, I've been doing that. I mean, I've been doing that always. I haven't had time to do much um, outside of that. Now, I did watch the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. And it was a good game. I watched the end, you know, towards the end. You know, Cam Newman was out there. And I feel bad for the Carolina Panthers because Cam Newton's out there putting in work and they haven't picked up a win this season. And that's not a, you know, I hear nor there type of deal. It's a, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know. They just haven't put the pieces of the puzzle together. And you feel, I feel, you know, I don't, before when Cam Newton was drafted, I was kind of on his case because he scammed out of Auburn, you know. You know, the whole computer. I don't know what he was doing over there. But anyway, joined the NFL. Now I kind of, you know, he's kind of grown on me. Uh, without Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers would be like 3-13. and They play in a tough division and a tough NFC and a loaded NFC. And he's the only reason why they get wins. And then he's got, you know, I, I'm a fan of Cam Newton's wardrobe antics. Kind of reminds me of the NFL. The NFL or the NFL, the NBA. The NBA wardrobe antics that needs to spread to the NFL because in the NFL, everybody's about the suit and tie shit, and I get that. But there is absolutely no life or creativity to your suit and tie game. Cam Newton's got it all. I mean, Cam Newton he gets clowned on a lot, and rightfully so because he'd be picking some funky shit. But sometimes it's refreshing. It's like his post-game interview that he just did after this Thursday loss to me is legendary, man. That's another one of his his post post-game press conferences that are gonna go down in here for me. I mean, he's one of my most he's one of my more favorite players because it's to me he's such a serious character. Like his demeanor is more of the like. Yeah, I'd like to hang out with Cam Newton. Let me put it to you that way. If Cam Newton, he looks like he's the ultimate chill dude. Like, he could just chill, you know, flip a couple of burgers on the grill, and he might whip my ass at, you know, Madden or Halo. But, I mean, he's not going to be rubbing it in my face. Or maybe he would. I mean, who knows what he looks like behind the scenes. But, I mean, what he presents, if that's who he is, it's his natural character just being kind of like, Okay, like, uh, just ultimate, the ultimate chill presence, 
like, you know, to me, he'd, he'd be fun to kick it with. There's other quarterbacks that are goofy. There's other quarterbacks that, you know, like Baker Mayfield. You, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't kick it with Baker Mayfield now or, or ever. I mean, I don't kick it with people like that. You know, period. But I mean, Cam Newton, you know, he's chill. I would kick it with him. Uh, he's got some, he's got some fucking flair to him. So I mean, you know, but I did. I watched that game and I watched. You know, they lost twenty to fourteen. I think it was a score like that. They needed a touchdown, didn't get it. Uh, Tampa Bay picked up a win. It's kind of interesting. It's interesting division they got going on there. Um, yeah, I seen that, and actually I went to uh, Boston to go watch the end of that game, which was legit. Now I want to talk about a little bit about the Dodgers clinching the NL West. What does it mean? Seven years in a row. You know, the best team in the NL West. And this time, they clinched the division without seemingly on the last of the game, last game of the season or the last week of the season or without really much of a pushback on as far as, you know, well, they were struggling to pick up that, like, last win or two. They went on, like, a four or five-game lose streak down the road. No, no, they, they won it. They won it handily. Uh, but this is year seven that they wanted. Two back-to-back World Series losses. The last one, ugly. Uh, the first one to Houston, I don't believe they should have lost it. They did. Somehow lost it. You know, you tip your cap to Houston, Houston Astros. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, but two back-to-back World Series losses. Um, boy, like... And the Yankees and the Houston Astros are right there in the mix. I mean, the Yankees whipped us earlier this year, or not that actually not that long, about a month ago maybe now. Um, I mean, boy, and I don't know, like I can't, don't really know what to say about the Dodgers and that, or the Dodgers and I think the Astros. And the Yankees are probably the two two best teams in the AL. And, boy, I mean, we're going to have trouble. In, I mean, that's assuming we even make the World Series. Let me just back this up. Chances of the Dodgers making the World Series. Again, a third year in a row. I mean, if I'm the other, if I'm anybody else, you got to say, you know what, they, they can't go to the World Series every year and, you know, back to back to back to back. It's not how this works. Uh, I don't know who stands in the way, although, like, don't, looking at the playing field, I don't see anybody that could topple the Dodgers in the NL side. Maybe, I'm, I'm like, reading the terrain. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know the standings of anybody, but I don't see, I mean, I can't see us losing the first round. Now, we were, I think we clinched home field in the NL, so I don't think we got home field overall. 
I don't know if it's gonna matter much because I don't I don't I truly don't believe we go to the World Series and win it. I mean I'm rooting for the Dodgers. Yeah, if they get there, I'm all in. But I mean there's I got a sneaky feeling like I mean, I don't know, like who does that, you know? The Buffalo Bills, I mean I can't I mean three straight losses in the finals, I mean that's LeBron esque. I mean that's, I mean, it's, man, like, bro, I mean, it'd be bad. I mean, I mean the last World Series, we damn near got swept. Damn near got swept out the World Series. Um, and the one with Houston was taxing on a seven-game, you know, seven-game series, you know. It just it was taxing, man. I mean. And then the ultimate loss, you know, the loss. If we would have won that one, you know, who knows what would have happened in the Houston or the Red Sox. I think the team would have had the monkey off their back and been a little bit more prepared to, you know, handle the situation, so to speak. You know, handle handle it, you know. It would have been a better, better series. But this year, I mean, I don't know if it's, the media would love L.A. versus New York, you know, East versus West Coast. I mean, they would love, I think, the NFL, I think a lot of franchises are salivating or, you know, a lot of uh, leagues, not just the, the MLB, but MLB, the NFL, the NBA, if you had... It's usually Lakers and Celtics is a huge rivalry, but the Lakers and Knicks, oh, the the ESPN would, if that were to happen, the ESPN would just totally, totally, like, they would orgasm. They literally would. The NFL, they now have the Rams. If you could get the Rams and the New York Giants, the the Rams, they just had the Rams and the Patriots, so, but if you get the Rams and the New York Giants, I mean, that's just another, that's just another, like, fucking, just add that fire to the log, you know, what the NFL doesn't want, no, you gotta think, the the sports world is money-driven, and not to clown on, like, Carolina Panthers, not to clown on the Jacksonville Jaguars, not to clown on the Oklahoma City Thunder, not to clown on the Houston Rockets, not to clown on the Sacramento Kings or any of these random ass franchises, Um, not to clown on like the Baltimore Orioles or the Tampa Bay Rays or, you know, I mean, You know, some of these other random-ass franchises that the MLB has as well, you know, they they don't, those are not the big money markets. People want to see, like, the Yankees and the Dodgers. People want to see the Red Sox and the Dodgers. People want to see, you know, the Angels or, you know, something like that. Like, they just like the way it sounds. 
San Francisco Giants and the Yankees. That'd be an interesting World Series. When is it going to happen? I don't know. Seemingly every year, the leagues around the sports world aim for it. I literally think they do. They aim for it, and then, you know, it doesn't happen. But the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers and the Yankees, and those are two huge baseball franchises. Oh, baseball would love it. So, and I think so, and any baseball fan, you have two of the more, most storied franchises uh, going head-to-head, and I think the Yankees are going to win. They would they end up winning us like 6-2, maybe even 4-3, but I think they'd ultimately win. Uh, I think they even showed the graphic when, we're, when they started playing their series a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the Yankees have beaten the Dodgers like five straight times in the in the World Series history. And then we picked up one, and I don't think we've met since. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really know. that. Not much is going to change for us historically. We're not going to go out and just whip New York. No, New York, uh, that's one thing they do well. New York, they do very well. They play baseball very well. Um, they always... The Yankees, I don't, can't even remember the last time they had a sub, like, 500 season. And I may, that may have been recently, but I don't really know. But the the Yankees don't really, like, they're one of those franchises that just, like, kind of truly never, ever really does suck. Um, much to the chagrin of, like, the Red Sox and, like, most other franchises, the Yankees just don't typically suck for long if they do. They just don't suck. They're just one of those franchises that just organically people want to go play for them just regardless because they know the money is there and the culture is there where you get paid and then you can get some easy wins on your resume. And when I mean easy, I mean you're going to go there to a team that knows how to win and you can pick up wins. You can pick up, you know, I don't know. Like That's just the way it is. A lot of teams play the Yankees and they just... The Yankees are just, they're good. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, right now, like, you know, like, the Warriors, if anybody goes there right now, they're good. Like, there happens to certain franchises that the Yankees have sustained that for a long time. So have the Patriots, but the Patriots are a two-shot two pony um, going in, you know. But, yeah, I don't, let's see. Uh, the Dodgers... Can we get a rematch with the Astros, of course? Because, but I don't really know if that's going to happen. I don't really know, though. I think our World Series chances are probably right at 50% of getting there. And then probably 33% of a chance, uh, one one out of three times of winning, which actually may bode well, you know, three times a charm. But, you know, I don't know. I really don't see it. Find it. Incredibly, incredibly um, incredibly hard to just believe that they're going to go to three straight World Series, lose the first two, and win the third. I mean, I just don't, I can't see it. I, I don't, I, I'm at a loss. Like, we'll see. I mean, anything can happen, right? Anything can happen. Any given Sunday, any given baseball game. Now, moving on to 
any given Sunday. The Raiders are in a huge match against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. And already, this game feels like a playoff game. Uh, I know the Raiders went out and silenced a lot of critics. It silenced a lot of media negativity. It silenced a lot of naysayers. It silenced a lot of the sideshow circus that was. But this game is a playoff game. Here we have a legit Super Bowl contender in the Kansas City Chiefs. We have a legit you know, this is, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are a measuring stick. They went out, they're, they're a Super Bowl contender from pre, from since last year to this year. You know, the preseason, it's like a dead set lock. And they went out and showed out against Jacksonville, you know, last week. Tyreek Hill went down, but they still managed to put in, Sammy Watkins was doing work. Um... Yeah, I love the, I love the, uh, that I love that guy. I mean, Sammy Watkins when he was on the Buffalo Bills, you know, he was a, a, one of my more favorite receivers. It's a little bit wild, but you know, now he's on the Chiefs. But I mean, so yeah, this is a playoff game for the Raiders. I mean, this guy's measure us where in the fuck we're at, like. Um, was last week just an inspired fluke? You know what I mean? Was it just, you know, like, damn, like, the Raiders showed out for one game. Now that we don't have the same focus, you know, is we're going to produce? I mean, I think we are. I think this game is going to be a top, a top, it's, this game it's not going to be top scoring, but it is going to be hotly... I believe it's going to be hotly... I don't think Kansas City is coming in here and rolling this over again. Not. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, although I could be wrong. I could, be, I could have missed... I could miss this by a mile, man. It could be way off. And I'm probably going to cut this uh, podcast short and then do a little recap of that because I didn't really have much to talk about this week. But I might as well do that. I talked about some stuff that was on my mind. But anyways, okay, hold on. Before I get sidetracked, yeah, it's a measuring stick. It's a playoff game for the Raiders. And you know, after this game, the Raiders disappear for like a month and a half. Like I said, we go on an extended road fucking hiatus. Like, and actually, allegedly, one of the home games, we have a home game, but it's in London, and we play the Bears over there. So I mean, like, like shit, like. This is a playoff game. We need. We need. This is a must. We're already in a must-win situation. Uh, that happens to a lot of teams, you know, where they're getting must-win scenarios. But we are in a must-win scenario, like right now. We've been under the gun seemingly since Antonio Brown, since the draft, since even last year. We've been under the gun. Derek Carr. We didn't know. You know, everybody ever. Raider Nation is chirping that they want him gone. I don't. Last week he showed up. He showed up. Showed out. You know, it's a new season. His injuries are gone. The system's in place. He knows what to do. He looked really good. As a matter of fact, he looked beyond great last week. 
damn near, I think he, was, he missed like three throws. Damn near perfect. The running game, Josh, like I mentioned before, great. But it'd be interesting to see if we can get that against a playoff caliber team. And this is no no joke. The Kansas City Chiefs are a playoff caliber team. I mean, I don't know how many losses they're going to have on the season. I just don't know how many losses they're going to have incur during the season. I mean, but they might they might go 12 and four. They might go 13 and three. So I mean, yes. What we can't do is go out and be falling flat on our ass and hand in an upsetting and a hard loss of like 30 to 16, 36 to 20. Nothing. We can't do that. We can't do that here because we head into a six week, five, six week, basically road schedule. Like, there's, we don't get a kid. We're not going to get anything handed to us uh we gotta go out and get it we gotta go and get it you know we gotta set the table like this is what it is i mean and this is rightfully so in playoff games you gotta go and get it you know the patriots don't usually go to the road but they mean they have every super bowl is not at your home you gotta go and get it like that's what it is like you know so this is basically a playoff game. It's the Oakland Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, for one, am going to be watching because what else do you do? You know, when you're a Raider fan, just watch and hope and pray. But regardless of that, uh, you know, we could win the game. You know, the media last week picked us as a it was a big fat loss on Monday Night Football. Everybody said the Raiders are going to lose that game. And we won. This week, again, you'd be hard-pressed to find a commentator around the league, let alone anybody in Vegas, let alone fans in general, outside of the fans in Oakland who think we've got a shot of winning this. This is a true... This is a David and Goliath. I mean, this is what it comes down to. Even though it's a playoff atmosphere and I think the Raiders are not it's not so disparaging the odds and in reality but I mean we have to overcome the noise the players have to overcome the noise so it's a, it's a tall task beating a playoff caliber team let alone a damn near Super Bowl contender you know so the Raiders I think if they execute on offense and keep the Chiefs offense off the field will be in very good shape. Uh, we can't be putting the ball often. I mean, we need to be kicking field goals. We need to be scoring and getting that end zone. Um, we need to just do it. I mean, I'm not I'm not John Gruden. I don't know what he's got cooked up in his magical cookbook of secrets and coaching tricks. But he sure does look very well comfortable the second year, you know, and this season is just fresh, and he looks like he's got, the penalties are down a little bit, there's a couple penalties I don't agree with in last game that went against the Raiders, but for the most part, boneheaded, some of the more boneheaded uh, penalties are not there right now, like random ass 
you know, personal fouls that we're getting. Uh, not too many offsides or, or or false starts. And then we had a few. We did have a few. I'm not going to say we we played a perfect game, but the penalties went down a little bit. They did. I mean, I don't think we're on pace to get flagged like we were before. We went on some good stretches of game where it was error-free. Now it is coming from the top down. So, anyways, I'm going to end this here, and then I'm going to get back to you guys, whether it's a sad note or a high note on the game tomorrow. But it probably won't be till Monday this goes up again. And then after that, hopefully you go to a show. I mean, I don't know. Let's see, what I have to see how things shake out for me. I want to go to a show. I want to go see Kublicon and uh, Despise Icon. But I, I think it's tomorrow. Or maybe it's tonight. I'm totally missing it. But it's because I've been tied on a little bit of cash. And then again, at the same time, I, re- I keep forgetting about getting a goddamn ticket. I got a ticket to knock loose. But this concert was on my radar. But then again, nobody's going to go. Uh, it's all the way in Anaheim. It's one of those things. I put it and I was like, well, when I get a little bit of loose change, I'll buy it. And I've just been so busy. I didn't, I didn't get a ticket. If it's Monday, for whatever reason, I'm going to roll. I don't really... I think it was today, as a matter of fact. Not 100% sure. It could be next month. I don't even know. But anyways, guys, I'll get back to you guys with the with the rest of this tomorrow. Later. Yo, yo. So, today is um, Sunday the 15th. We just watched the Raiders play the Chiefs. About an hour ago now, and the Raiders got that ass whipped. Actually, I don't think we really got whipped. Uh, we lost, the score is 28 to 10. We really lost the game in the second quarter. Uh, four touchdowns doomed us. Uh, completely unraveled our game plan. Um, but that's the power of the Chiefs. You know. I watch football. It's one of the things I just do now. I'm older. But the Chiefs are well coached. Andy Reid has been the coach now for a number of years. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is now um, the guy. You know, They went through Alex Smith and a couple other things. And Patrick Mahomes is now the guy. And they're gelling. Like I said, the system's in place. Reed, Andy Reid has been there for a few years. John Gruden, you know, this is his one whole year in, and now two games. He's now played the Chiefs now three times. Um, but I can see the pieces of the puzzle, you know, getting there for the Raiders, even though this was a whipping. You know, the game could easily, the Raiders of the past would have easily let that, the Chiefs run up, you know, 30, maybe even 40 plus points. Even 50. I mean, the Ravens hung 50 on us a few years ago. Uh, And the Patriots hung up a huge number on us a few years ago. But that's just, that's the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are who they are. They are who we thought they are. Everybody knows they are. Uh, I did put a I did put a big emphasis on this game being the big because now we're we're not home for the TV said 48 days, which is a month and 18 days or 
month and a half. We don't see Oakland again for a minute. We go to the Vikings, play Chicago. There's a number of games just the way, and that's going to be hard. We have to face a very difficult stretch, and it's tough. But you know what? Um, there's tough stretches in every season, in every team. Well, maybe not the Patriots, but seemingly uh, every other team plays hard, hard stretch. You know, hard stretch left. You know, of everybody's got a hard stretch of games. Um, but nonetheless, you know, what I saw was we were efficient in the first quarter. You know, no turnovers, no sloppy mistakes. Moved the ball, kept the ball out of the hands of the Chiefs' offense, which is what I thought was how to beat the Chiefs. You know, keep the ball away from them. You know, the more we do on offense, the less they do on offense, so to speak. But early in the second quarter, the very first play, they got throwing a touchdown on us. Third, you know, a couple of boneheaded mistakes on defense, got them out of our end zone, you know, penalties, you know, um, and then Mahomes just throwing it deep up and over the coverage, you know, the speedsters out there just outrunning us and breakdowns and coverages and just a third and 20 doomed us, you know, just they sunk the battleship, so to speak. Uh, and I thought we came out and played inspired in the second half. Um, we didn't fold over. We could have easily scored, you know, it would have been 17 to 28. There was a pick in the end zone. But I think that is a miscommunication on Derek Carr and Tyrell Williams. Because I think Tyrell probably thinking he was going to do like a quick slant. And then, you know, it was pressed. And then Carr threw the ball up and over, like, faded out to the end zone, you know, to avoid a pick in the middle. And they weren't on the same page, and it ended up being a pick. But that, to me, that's a little wrinkle between coach, receiver, and quarterback. That's just a matter of, hey, he hasn't been there, you know, long enough with Derek Carr to know exactly what he wants to do. And that's hard, you know, even for great athletes that are not – on the same page with the quarterback to even overcome to have that chance of a jump ball. But that's a play that down the season, I believe, you know, they can run either for a quick slant in or a fade to the out where the defender not going to know which way we're going unless he's in the huddle. Uh, and I think that's what happened on that play. So that could have easily brought the score to 28 to 17. Uh, there was another pick that Carr threw, and I think, again, that was just a little bit of trickery gone wrong and a little bit of, you know, bad luck as far as the, the our receiver running into the defender and things of that nature. I mean, just the there's like some wrinkles in the game. But we could have, The game could have been very interesting, uh, like I thought it was going to be. And it, to me, it kind of was. We had a turnover finally, which I'm kind of glad we got a turnover. We've got a fumble recovery. Um, we had some turnovers ourselves. But overall, I give the, you know, you got to tip your cap to the Chiefs. Uh, they're, like I said, they're playoff. I mean, I'm pretty sure people peg them as already a playoff spot, as well as the Patriots. So there's two of the six spots locked down. 
you know, and then you got the scram for like another, you're basically looking at two other wildcard spots. So, and then you got to think the Chiefs are basically Super Bowl contenders. Um, just what it is. Just what it is. But, I mean, there's some positives I take away. We were, we were able to move the ball. We didn't fold. You know, the score isn't indicative of how we played. You know, and the media is going to – they're going to show highlights of that entire second quarter for a week, uh, the NFL media specifically. But they're not going to show the way we played well. You know, Josh Jacobs broke off a 50-yard run. Um, the Raiders actually – we're about ready to get that get that game plan, even though we got taken out of it at sorts. We're about ready to hit them with that game plan, stick to it, and score. You know, it could have been a very different game. The game plan could have easily worked, you know, for the Raiders. You know, keep the ball away from the uh, Kansas City. You know, would they have done some different play calling if they're not up to it? Yeah, you know, you can always think about that, but... I thought the Raiders played okay. I mean, the big glaring weakness now that teams are going to take away is just throw the ball deep on us. Um, and I kind of felt that that was an issue last week with, you know, Sanders and Flacco. You know, they run that back. They're probably going to chuck it deep very first place. So we need uh, – Abram went down. He's out for the season. <sighs> We're going to need either some corner help or some safety help over the top. You know, I don't know where we're going to turn to do that. I don't even know if we want to turn to do it. You know, if we're only at best going to get to 8 and 8 and not make the playoffs, there's no point in trading draft picks for, you know, safeties. We could just draft one, you know, get a top seed or something like that, you know. There's no point in uh, trading players, nothing like that. We've got a young group. Good core. Maybe they'll iron it out. I mean, it's just one little wrinkle. It's a big wrinkle, but it is just one wrinkle on the defensive end that hopefully Gruden and the defensive corners, they can, um, you know, do something back there. Uh, I do like the press man coverage that they run um, because it's going to work. That is going to work 50% of the time, if not more. Uh, these zone coverages get, I see it all the time on, on games. The zone coverages just get picked apart by the good teams. It just, they cannot, you cannot play like that. And I know the soft zone coverages are good for, okay, if you've got like a 20 point lead here and just sitting there back, not letting the other team score. Yeah. But when the game is knotted up or in tight games, I mean, you can't run zone because Brady and any and Breeze and Mahomes are just gonna pick you apart. Uh, this game you gotta throw it deep, you gotta throw it accurate, you gotta throw it, you know, you gotta have a little bit of time. That's how you're gonna beat. That's how you're gonna beat Brady. Put six, seven, eight in the box, and you know, make him beat you that way. So, hold that thought. I'll be right back to wrap this up. All right. So, wrap to wrap things up. Before, you know, the week carries on. And I'd like to go see um, just on, you know, some 
person. I'd like to go see... Maybe... I'm not going to go see it, too. But there are some movies coming up. Like, Ad Astra, I want to go see. and Maybe I'll do a review of it. Um, I'm currently watching Violet Evergarden. Hopefully, I can get done with that. I mean, there's some things I'm doing as far as entertainment goes. And hype things. Uh, I got, Like I said, I got Knock Loose coming up. Trying to go to Vegas. I got Vegas coming up, too. But I'm trying to go to Vegas for a concert as well with my bro. So, there's some things I got going on cooking on my end, so, you know, but to wrap this weekend up, and to wrap up this Raiders game, we're a bit of ways away from being the Chiefs level, the Chiefs right now, I think, have about last year, this year, next year, and the year, they have, like, about another two or three year window, I believe, to get the Super Bowl in, if it doesn't happen, I think Andy Reid's tenure, 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 and tenure as head coach in Kansas City would have been a bust. Because uh, their team is hot right now. And he's had time now to work these players in. He had the defense. Now he's got the offense with a little bit of defense. Last year they came close. This year they should either reach it. Uh, they should be safe to... You know, they should reach it. They should reach the Super Bowl. Uh, I've got them in between... At first, I thought it was the Steelers, but I think the Steelers are full-on damage control mode now, you know, and two. But I had it. Chiefs and Steelers as top two teams. You know, maybe it's the Chiefs and Ravens. The Patriots are going to be there. But I think the Chiefs ultimately should, they should, be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, They should. But, you know, you never know how these things go. Mahomes could... Roll his ankle or sprain his knee, you know, that goes, you know, things go out of sorts, you know, and the Patriots just waltz into another Super Bowl, it's possible. Um, but yeah, I think the Chiefs should be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. That's kind of how I found the football. Probably I had a peg between the Chiefs and the Saints, the Chiefs and the Rams, possibly the Chiefs and the Packers, uh, as probably what we're going to get in the Super Bowl. Uh, mark, uh, mark my words to that right now because I'm like that's likely to change. I could be way off. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I see. So the, the Raiders are ways away, and I kind of felt before you've known it wasn't gonna be to year two or three when we get into Vegas that we're legit Super Bowl contenders. And I give, I that's why I give uh, again the Chiefs. I give them about that window as well because once. The Gruden is in, and I think now, like like I stated in the last podcast, uh, Bill Belichick threw a haymaker not only at the NFL, but he cheap shot it and threw a low blow at John Gruden as well. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, is ticking off. He's got to be. I mean... John Gruden not going to say it to any media outlet. He's not going to say it to anybody. But like I said, you know, having AB as a Raider and then knowing, you know, what happened in the tough role and knowing what happened, all, all that stuff, and knowing what happened, how Bill Belichick is and how he doesn't do this media thing, he gives very Marshawn Lynch-esque answers and how John Gruden is this Monday Night Football Shows the 
coach, you know, with the catch lines and um, you know, like the kind of the you know, he's a silent hoodie type and just I think the there's just some sort of a thing that exists between John Gruden and Bill Belichick. So, you know, and that goes into saying that John Gruden is aiming. I think he, I think he knows it. This was a, a stern wake-up call that Bill Belichick. I don't know why he might hate John Gruden or why seemingly their past crossed yet again. But they just added. Bill Belichick added another feather to his cap, and I think John Gruden sees it. You have to, if you're smart, you have to know that Bill, there's something going on between Bill Belichick and the Raiders, and Bill Belichick and John Gruden, John Gruden and the Patriots, and the Raiders and the Patriots. It's something that's there. It's not there with a lot of other teams, but it's there. Um, we need to exercise the demons, so I think, yeah, uh, a year or two into Vegas, you're going to see this the roster of the Raiders just completely be clicking on all cylinders. Um, Derek Carr, you know, he is the answer going forward, I believe. Um, another year or two in the system, and he should be Aaron Rodgers-esque. I mean, you could already see, last week when the Denver Broncos were down, I mean, he looked flawless. And not to say that you know, but he can make all the throws. Today, he, you know, you're seeing a little bit of his athleticism and running for a couple of first downs. Um, you know, but we just got beat by a better team today. Uh, and, yeah, you know, like, like I said, the Chiefs probably, they should be representing the AFC. If they don't reach the Super Bowl, if they don't reach the AFC championship game, uh Andy Reid would be would be on the very would be his job would be on the line. I mean the expectations going in where they went last year and how they're already starting off. Um, yeah, the expectations are there. He needs to they need to get to the Super Bowl. If I was a Kansas City in the front office or the or the owner and Andy Reid laid a goose egg in the playoffs, I would have to seriously consider firing him. Um, because there's no reason. There, who else? There's not, there's not even a lot of talented teams in the AFC outside of the Patriots. Maybe the Steelers they can get it rolling. Uh, Baltimore, the Houston Texans look good, but I mean they're still young. Um, but the newer coach is not, you know, not as skilled. And the graphic went up today. The graphic went up today for Andy Reid about 200 and something odd wins without a title. I mean. You know, that's why I say you got to high-key consider, you know, look what happened to the Eagles. They let go of Andy Reid, and a couple years later, they won the Super Bowl. Um, Maybe he's a phenomenal offensive coordinator and a phenomenal uh, bringer uh, of talent and a phenomenal, you know, coach, but maybe he's ultimately just not that winner. You know, all that could be erased with the Super Bowl victory. You know, but until that's the case, it's not the case. You know, 
until that's what it is, it's not what it is. Um, but yeah, so the Raiders, you know, losing 28 to 10. Yeah, I thought this was a huge game, as it mostly is for every team everywhere. It's a huge game. Uh, the Raiders are on the, you know, losing end of it. Now, the Raiders go on to the Vikings, are our next opponent. Do we have a chance? Mm. Boy, the Vikings look like they can cook something special over there. Um, I got I got it as the Vikings and the Packers. You know, even though the Packers whipped on them today. I see it as a Vikings-Packers two-horse race to win that. Chicago looks lackluster as, you know, like, I don't know, they barely scored 13 points today or something like that. You know, something is off over there, and I think that's no mistake. You know, it's just, here's what it is. So, do do the Raiders have a chance against the Vikings, you know? Yeah, they have a chance against any team, but the Vikings, you know, Vikings are a whole other animal. Uh, I don't even know the last time the Raiders played the Vikings. I don't know if we've won. Um, but the season does not get any easier for us, and you know what? We're at home for 48 days. It's an incredibly treacherous stretch of games that we're playing now. So... Round to the Vikings, round to Minnesota. We'll see how it goes. All right, guys, I'll hit you up later this week with another episode. Thanks.